0: Welcome to the Mental Health Diet Podcast, formerly known as the I'm Good Podcast, where we ask, can what we eat truly heal our minds and bodies. I'm your host Sharifa Viola aka Shree and together we'll dive into practical ways to nourish ourselves through plant-based foods and holistic approaches. Join me each week as we explore different strategies for enhancing our mental health and overall well-being. As a Black woman, I aim to infuse some fun and cultural flair into the mental health space while sharing my personal triumphs over anxiety. Together, let's empower and inspire one another on our journeys towards becoming stronger, better versions of ourselves. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the mental health diet. I'm your host Sharifa Viola, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about unmasking emotional eating seven secrets to awareness and freedom. Um, so if you are new here, or if you are not familiar with what the mental health diet is, this is a podcast where I talk about the connection between the foods that we eat and our overall mental health. So if you're somebody um, like me who has dealt with and also is dealing with, has dealt with anxiety or depression, this is a podcast for you. Or if you're a person who just wants to know, what can I eat to feel better, to feel better? Like what things can I do to make sure that I become the best me? This is where you want to be. So basically this is a self-transformation podcast to help you achieve those goals that you have for yourself to become better. And so listen, you want to tune in today's to today's episode. All right, so on today's episode, we are going to talk about emotional eating. So a lot of times we tend to think of emotional eating as something that we don't do. But you know what? If you're human, if you're alive, we all have emotions. And with those emotions, sometimes they're good emotions, sometimes they're bad emotions. Nonetheless, we have emotions. Sometimes we feel like doing things, sometimes we don't feel like doing things. And oftentimes what a lot of us tend to do is we tend to eat based off of our emotions. So if you're dealing with anxiety or if you're dealing with depression, some people experience a lack of appetite. So some people don't eat. Some people do eat, but they tend to binge eat. Or if they eat, they tend to eat the wrong type of foods. And so today I wanna talk about practical steps to help you basically keep track of your emotional eating and keep it in check. So I'll be honest, for myself, um for me, um, my type of emotional eating, like, but here's the thing, y'all, I was going to say my emotional eating is more so sweets, but I really feel like to some extent I'm addicted to sweets because, um, when I'm feeling good or something good goes on, I do want sweets, but then when something's bad, I want sweets. So that's something I'm really trying to really, really break and like get down to the nitty gritty of it and be like, girl, the sweets gotta go. But that's besides the point. But yeah, so what I want to talk about is ways to help you um, create practical steps to help you overcome emotional eating or just to keep it in check. So, like I said, emotional eating doesn't mean that you're a bad person or anything like that. It just means that you have to start recognizing what is it that I'm doing that is causing me to eat these certain foods. And We're going to, we're talking about more emotional eating in a way where you're binging or you're eating foods that you know you shouldn't eat. Like for me, I'm a type one diabetic and me eating sweets is not the best thing for me. It's not ideal. I can still eat sweets as a type one diabetic, but as someone who is trying to, um, continue to walk in a life where I am healthy and just making sure that I'm doing what I need to do, I do need to limit sweets. Um, so yes, so we're just going to talk about how to become more aware of emotional eating triggers and pattern. All right. So as always, like I always like to mention on my podcast, be sure to make sure you grab a pen and paper, or if you got your phone, cause like with me, i be taking notes on my phone. If you have a notebook, go ahead and do that because you're going to want to take these notes so that after this podcast is over, you can go ahead and look at your notes and figure out, Okay. What things can I do and implement so that I become a better person in regards to my eating? All right, y'all. So the first thing that you can do is you can keep a food and emotion journal. So creating a journal where you record what you eat, when you eat and how you feel before and after each meal or snack can help you identify identify patterns and emotional triggers. So whether you want to have like a notebook, you can have a notebook um, where you can write this down, or you can um, there are there are tons of apps out there. You can use tons of apps. Um, for me, I am more so, I'm more so a notebook person. Or you can also use an Excel sheet. So if you're li- if you like Excel, or if you like to use Google Drive, you can use Google Sheets. Um, and basically keeping a food and emotional journal, you can basically say, okay, um, today I woke up and I ate waffles. Okay, when I ate those waffles, how did I feel? When I ate those waffles, did I wake up? Was I like rushing for work or was I rushing to go there? And write down that emotion. How did you feel when you how did you feel when you ate those waffles? Were you happy? Were you sad? Or you can say, okay, um, during my work break, I went to the vending machine and got a candy bar. Okay, so when you got that candy bar, write that down. So be like you can put it in a notebook or you can put in your phone. When you had that candy bar, what type of emotion did you have? So when you got that candy bar, was it because you was on the phone with somebody at work and they was getting on your nerves? Because, listen, y'all, I used to have costs in the jobs. But, like, were you stressed? Like, or you might say, you know what, Um, today for lunch I had a salad, I had an apple, um, I had a smoothie. And then you can write down the emotion, say, okay, I had these things. What occurred? Um, What things occurred that made me want to get this? Did you just work out? Did you watch something motivating? Did you read the Bible? Like, what was it? Was it something that you read? Was it someone that you was around that kind of motivated you to eat that way? Eat that way? So that's what you want to do. You want to keep a food and emotional journal. So you want to write down the food that you ate, or you can put the meal. So if you feel like you don't want to write down the entire food list, so you can just say for breakfast. You can start off and just say breakfast. You don't have to put all the food, but you can say breakfast dash woke up, Maybe late, woke up early, felt good. You can say snack. Um, And so if you don't really want to break it down, that's fine. But I will say breaking it down that way basically um, allows you to really, really identify why you chose that certain food. But in the beginning, you can certainly just put breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, whatever it is, and just write the emotion and basically what occurred. And also, too, if you really, really want to get more into the nitty gritty of it, Um, you can also, which is the next one, you can also write the time that you ate the food. Um, so number two, so the first one is to help you identify your emotional eating pattern and triggers. You want to keep a food and emotional journal. Number two, you can also set alarms for mealtimes. Now, when I read this, And as I was gathering notes for this episode, I'm like, sis, you need to do that. Now, I will be honest with y'all. I am not perfect, but I'm a progressing woman. I don't want to be perfect. I have, you know, I think a lot of times, I don't know if anybody else is with me on this one, but a lot of times, we tend to um, try to go the perfect route. We try to be perfect. I know for myself, I can speak for myself. We try to be perfect with working out. We try to be perfect with eating. And then when we fall off the eating wagon, we get upset with ourselves. And something that I'm really teaching myself is that it's not about perfection. You will never be perfect. Like you will literally never be perfect because if you're perfect, you're competing with God or whoever you believe in. For me, I believe in God. So it's like, I had to learn and teach myself like, you won't be perfect, but you can be the best that you can be. You can be better than yesterday. And also, to also remember, your best will look different each day. So, there might be days where you're sick. So, your best might just be being able to get out of bed and get in some soup. Or, you might be perfectly well. Your best means that you're able to get up, exercise, eat you know, eat good, whatever that looks like for you. And so I really want you guys to understand, like this is kind of a word for myself is that as I go through these things, don't be down on yourself if you can't do all these things. All that matters is that you take this knowledge and apply it where it fits. So all these things that I talk about today, they may not fit for you and that's okay because some of these things you might be doing, you might already be keeping um, a food and emotion journal. I know I haven't and that's something I need to do. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to number two. So, number two, set alarms and meal time. So, um, if you tend to eat when you're not feeling hungry, setting alarms or regular meal times can basically help you identify okay, am I hungry or am I just am I just eating based off of stress? So basically with this, um basically before you ask yourself, as I said before, you really want to identify to yourself, okay. I'm eating. So I just ate at nine o'clock, but I'm eating again at 10. Am I actually hungry or am I stressed? Cause I know for me, so y'all, I used to have a job where basically, um, it was like a call center job. So all I did was sit down. So I sat down eight hours a day and a lot of times I just would snack. I wasn't hungry, but if I had a, a call where, uh, somebody stressed me out, I would eat. Um, some snacks or if I just felt like I was tired and I wanted to get the day over with, I would go to the vending machine and get some candy, whatever it may be, or I would go to our, like our cafeteria area. And so for myself, I didn't have no set time to eat. I just kind of just basically ate whatever, but when you can, what you can do for yourself, if you feel like you're eating sporadically and you feel like you don't have a set time to eat, set an alarm for yourself. You can have an alarm for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can have an alarm for, well, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. It's up to you how you wanna do it based off of your eating pattern. Like for me, being a diabetic, I have always been told that I should have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, bedtime snack, just so that for me, I can regulate my blood sugar but obviously, you know we are all different, so you got to do whatever works for you and your health. Um, but setting alarms for your meal times can really help you figure out: okay, am I truly hungry, or am I just eating just to eat? And that way, what that can help you do is help you with discipline. Help you say to yourself, like, okay, I'm not going to eat outside of the schedule. But also, too, what it will help you do is identify, like, okay, well, um, I did eat at 10. But now I'm hungry at eleven, so maybe your ten o'clock meal or snack, maybe for you it wasn't necessarily enough. So if you feel like you ate breakfast at ten o'clock and you're still hungry, that could be me. That may that may mean that you may not have had enough protein in your diet. Um. So for me, like I'm a pescatarian, I've been a pescatarian for six plus years. Um. And so for me, I follow more of a plant based diet. I would like to say. of my meals are plant-based. The other 10%, I will say, are more vegetarian or pescatarian. But most of my meals are plant-based, and that's why on this podcast we talk about a lot of plant-based foods um, because most of my food is plant-based. But sometimes with me, I'll eat a meal, and then I find that I'm hungry. And a lot of times it's just that I didn't have enough protein. Um, so making sure that each meal that you eat enough protein to keep you full will definitely help you from snacking. So that's number two. You want to you can set alarms and meal times to help you identify emotional eating and triggers. Number three, um, something that I need to do as well is you can practice the hunger scale. So let me tell you what that is. So before eating, rate your hunger on a scale from one to ten with one being extremely hungry and 10 being overly full. So what you wanna do is you wanna aim to eat when you're moderately hungry around three to four and stop when you're satisfied around six to seven. All right, and so what this can do, this can help you tune into your body signal. So once again, you want to aim to eat when you're moderately hungry, so from three to four, and you want to stop when you're satisfied around six to seven. I know a lot of times we tend to eat, we, for me, if we on a scale of 1 to 10 with being very full, there are times when I'm eating at 10. And I'm like, sis, you're full, but you're still eating. And so that right there is where the discipline kicks in. So you should not be, well, you shouldn't. Okay, I'm going to be honest with y'all. You really don't want to keep eating when you're full. You know, you really want to really try to cut down on just eating when you're full because a lot of times if you're eating when you're full, that is emotional eating. That's binge eating. That's whatever that is. Like I said, you know, we all go through different seasons in our lives, and me coming to you talking about this stuff – Is because I've done this stuff. I dealt with it. And this is something that I'm working on actually actively right now. This is why I want to bring emotional eating to the forefront because I think it is important. But you really want to just figure out, say to yourself, like, am I actually hungry? Like, am I really hungry or am I just sitting here eating because I'm bored, I'm stressed, or somebody getting on my nerves? Like, you have to really identify. And then once you are satisfied, stop. Because also too, I will say within America, um, the portion sizes are crazy. Like, they be like that big. Like a cookie be that big. Listen, y'all, I love cookies. But cookies be that big. Um, when you get food, like like I think there used to be a documentary called super size, but basically the food, it be big, okay? So portion sizes already in America are very, very large. And we're not even meant to, for me, I will say as a diabetic, it's like I've learned like throughout the years, it's like I measure my food and you will not believe the food that I eat. Like sometimes there's like a, like basically we can get something like maybe a frozen meal or whatever it could be. A lot of times there's more than one serving inside whatever it is that we eating. But what we tend to do is eat all of it. But as I had to learn was that, okay, even though this might be a box of whatever it is, maybe a cup is a serving and so just really looking at nutrition facts is vital as well and I think that's something else I may talk about as well let me know guys as well if that is something you would like for me to really dig into is nutrition facts because y'all nutrition facts will really really help you figure out what to um what to eat all right, so number one is, uh, just to go over, is keep a food and emotional emotion journal. Number two, you want to set alarms for mealtimes. Number three, you want to practice the hunger scale. Number four, you want to identify common emotional triggers. So once again, as I said before, you want to pay attention to certain situations that lead to emotional eating. Is it work? Is it someone that you're with. Is it your boyfriend, your girlfriend? Is it your wife, your husband? Whatever it may be. Is it your friend? Um, Is it your dog? I don't know. Is it your fish? But you basically want to figure out, okay, what is causing me to eat like this? Is it a certain setting? Um, Are you going to a certain place and they keep constantly feeding you bad food? Yeah, I used to go to work at this one place. And every time we did good or had a meeting, they fed us good. And I'm not talking about healthy good. They felt so good to the point that literally, y'all, I kid you not, I had gained like 30 pounds in one month. 30 pounds. They fed us that good, and I don't really mean that type of good. But the food was good, but nonetheless, it wasn't healthy. So you really want to identify common emotional triggers. What setting am I in? Who am I around that's leading me to eat this way? Once you figure that out, I'm telling y'all, Once you identify the setting and place and also time, because maybe you can be like, hmm, every time at midnight, I'm hungry. Well, maybe at midnight you should be in bed, you know, depending on what your life looks like, obviously, if you're working, or whatever it may be, but just really identifying common emotional triggers. Okay, hmm, why every day at this certain time or in the morning, I'm hungry? Well, maybe you didn't eat enough the night before. So you have to really figure it out these cues and these times and these settings as to why you're hungry. Um, Number five, um, you also want to seek feedback from others. Um, So oftentimes it it, it is a little difficult. I will say we do live in a society where it's almost kind of, I wouldn't say frowned upon for asking. Well, you know what? It is frowned upon for asking help for help. I'm going to be honest with you. It is frowned upon. Um, A lot of times we feel, even for me, like we sometimes feel ashamed when we ask for help, not understanding that asking for help is not bad. It's just that, you know, I think we have always been told, like, I kind of felt like society has taught us that, especially, well, I would say for men, for men, as a woman, I still feel like this, but you know, for, I feel like men, it is harder. I feel like when men ask for help, it could be shown that they, they may seem that they're weak in men. If you're listening to this, you are not weak. Okay. You asking for help actually makes you strong. And that's the thing I had to understand about myself. Me asking for help, me seeking help through a therapist, whatever does not make me weak. It actually makes me strong. It actually makes me say to myself, like, I am willing to work on things that I need to, that I know I need to work on. So number five, you want to, you can seek feedback from others. So sometimes friends and family can provide you with valuable insights. Um, Ask them if they notice any patterns in your eating habits or whether they observe your eating response to emotions. So basically, you know, if you're living with somebody, if you're married, if you're dating somebody or whoever, it could be your sister or it could be a roommate, whatever it is, or maybe it's not somebody that you're living with. Just ask for feedback from others. So say, for instance, you're always going out with friends and when you go out to eat with your friends or maybe not out to eat, say you're going out with your friends and you all maybe going to the park or whatever. But then after you go to the park, you're like, yo, sis, let's go to McDonald's or let's go to this restaurant. Like maybe they can identify and be like, you know what, sis, listen, every time we do do X, Y, Z, you do be want to go to like 7-Eleven and get some snacks. You do be want to go, you know, to Walmart to get this, like ask feedback and just, and just be honest with yourself. Because honestly, y'all, this podcast is really about just honesty and really just being honest with ourselves. Because something that I'm learning is like, when you're not honest with yourselves, who are you fooling? Like, you're fooling no one. And the only person you're fooling, are, honestly, is other people. And to be honest, a lot of people can see right through you. Most people, not most, I mean, I feel like I pretty much I, I have a good, um, I can read people to some extent, not completely because I'm not a psychic or anything like that. But um, I just feel like you just really have to be honest with yourself. So number five is feedback from feedback. Um, it, number five is seek feedback um, from others, such as friends and family. Number six, um, you can also use smartphone apps to help you identify your emotional eating and triggers and patterns. Um, so similar to what I said before with setting alarms and things like that or cre- creating an emotional or food journal, um, there are a lot of apps out there that allows you to track what you're eating. Um, there are a lot of habit tracker apps where you can track your um, emotions. So throughout the day, you can track your emotions and correlate that with what you're eating. Um, but basically for me, um, a uh, app that I use, this ain't sponsored, but if y'all want to sponsor me, Hey, um, but an app that I've used throughout the years that I love, love, love is my fitness pal. Um, one thing I will say is that with my fitness pal is I used to use the free version. Um, and the, with the free version, you were able to like scan the meals and things like that, but now, um, you have to pay for that feature, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Um, well, I guess it is a big deal because I still haven't paid for that feature because I've just been putting it in. But before, I used to be able to, like, scan my meals and be able to be done that way in regards to um, figuring out what I was going to eat. So you can use smartphone apps. Like I said, there are tons and tons of apps out there that you can use to really, really help you keep track of what you're eating. Um, Number seven, so the last thing on our list today in regards to Identifying your emotional eating patterns and triggers is um, the last thing that I mentioned before is if you really feel like you need help and you really feel like, okay, there may be something there that I really, really need to do in regards to um, making sure that I'm not just eating or binge eating or maybe not eating at all is you can also seek therapy or counseling. So if emotional eating is a persistent problem, I would highly say, you know, ask for help. So if you feel like, you know, feedback from your friends or family is not helpful, I would say you can certainly ask for help um, from a therapist or a counselor. And don't be ashamed, y'all. Listen, don't be ashamed. I used to be ashamed. I used to be like, honestly, there are still times where I'm like, "Mm," like, I still haven't even told like close friends or family that I see a therapist, whatever. But as I'm growing closer to God, to be honest with you, and just really understanding this world and this life that we live, I'm like, what do I got to be ashamed about? Like, what do I got to be ashamed about? Like, there's nothing. God created me for me. And what's for me is for me. And I'm actually very strong. I'm showing my strength and identifying areas that I want to work on and going to somebody. You know, so we go to people for all different types of things. We watch different things. We scroll on social media to help satisfy our emotional needs. But yet we don't want to go to a doctor to see somebody. So if you really feel like you do need help and you really feel like you have done everything that you can, I would highly suggest going to therapy or counseling. All right, y'all. So those are the seven things. Let's go over them real quick. You want to keep a fool in an emotion journal. You want to set alarms for mealtimes. Practice the hunger skill. Number four, identify common emotional triggers. Number five, seek feedback from others. Number six, use smartphone apps. Number seven, uh, utilize therapy or counseling to help you with emotional eating and triggers. All right, y'all. So each week at the end of the podcast, I love, love, love to have a quote of the week. So this quote of the week is what you deny or ignore, what you denore. what you deny or ignore you delay and what you face and accept you conquer. Okay, period. Let me read that again. What you deny or ignore you delay and what you face and accept you conquer. Period. Okay. Just face it. Okay. And once you get past that hurdle, bruh. All right, y'all. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love this episode, make sure you go ahead and tune in next week to next week's episode. And also make sure you check us out on all podcast audio platforms. We are on Spotify, we are on Apple, whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Make sure you go ahead and check out the mental health diet. Because listen, y'all. I want to help you all. Listen, this is to help you. Not only is this to help me, it's also to help you. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Mental Health Diet Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on nourishing your mind and body. If you found value in today's episode, I would greatly appreciate your support. One of the best ways to help us grow is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute, but it makes a world of difference in reaching more listeners who can benefit from this content. To leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, simply follow these steps open the apple podcast app on your device which you already probably have it up if you're listening to me click on the show to open the podcast page which you probably already have up once again scroll down until you see the ratings and review section tap on the stars to rate the podcast and if you have an extra moment leave a brief review sharing what you love about the show. Your feedback means everything to everything to me and it helps this podcast to continue to bring you valuable content each week. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Thank you for being a part of the mental health diet community. I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay blessed and keep nourishing your mind body and soul, period.